Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. I'm Pastor Ray Brandon. We're working our way through the scriptures through, with the Gospel Project, and I want to welcome you along in our study. We are in Unit 19, Session 3 of the Gospel Project, Day 5, reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. If you hear a few things going on in the background, we got a little construction happening today, so hopefully we can keep things to a, a minimum. Um, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, uh, is, it's about Jesus coming into the world. It's, it's the birth narrative of Jesus. We typically read it at Christmas time. And, and this verses 1 through 7, when, when you look at it, um, it, it, you could ask, like, why in the world would Jesus come this way? It, it mentions the fact that Caesar uh, Augustus is, uh, he is the, the, the ruler in charge of a pretty much the whole known world or um, what would be uh, the advanced known world at that point. And he is numbering people for the purpose of taxation. This this couple, uh, Mary and Joseph, they're teenagers. They have to make this long journey. Um, they do that. There's nowhere for them to stay overnight. Jesus is born probably what was a cave in a feeding trough for animals. And you think about, like, why in the world would God send his one and only son into such dire circumstances? You might even ask today, should I even have children? Maybe you're you're not yet married, or you're just married, or you're content married and contemplating having children, and you look at the world around you and you say, "This is a really dark and difficult place." And you're right about that. You're you're right about that. You you think like, well, this is just it's it's just quicksand. It's just sinking sand, and we do have um, really dark things that are happening. The um, the politics and the struggle for power, the introduction uh, to critical theory that has affected not just the ivory towers of academics, um, but it has affected the preschools in our community so much so that the preschool teachers are not allowed to identify their class as boys and girls. Uh, Robin D'Angelo, when writing about critical theory, wrote an article addressing the whiteness in nursing education. And she says that nursing education is in and of itself, it, it produces racists. So if you have had to have your blood pressure checked or you've uh, had to go to the hospital or Robin D'Angelo would say you were attended to by a racist nurse. She writes this. She says, the question is, did racism take place? Or, I'm sorry, the question is not, did racism take place? But rather, in which ways did racism manifest itself in a specific context? She continues by explaining how whiteness is intrinsically linked to dynamic relations of white racial domination and racism, that it is dynamic, relational, and operating at all times. You think about that. These statements are a perfect illustration of the trap of critical race theory that our children are coming into um, an understanding of the world around them, and this is this is a an incredibly popular theory. Um, and we we either accept critical race theory's analysis of racism, or we come become accused of complicity in racism for denying the presence of racism. And you think about that's just one thing that's taking place um, in in our world today. And you say, well, how? 
how can we how can we bring children into the world? I would say this that there is there's no more difficult time to bring a child into the world than when Mary and Joseph lived. And there's no greater opportunity uh, for God to work than when Mary and Joseph lived. And so we see this kind of dynamic that God does what he will, and he has a perfect plan. And everywhere in Scripture, we say this over and over again at Northbridge because the Bible says over and over and over again from the very beginning in what what God instructed Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, that children are a blessing of the Lord, that they are an instrument to carry forward faith, um, that they themselves are treasured and loved by God. And so we need not to worry. Um, God was not worried Uh, about this time that Jesus was coming. He wasn't worried that he didn't have first-class accommodations, and neither should we. Um, we We ought to be about the things that Christians and humanity has been about for generations and generations. The first and foremost is uh, trusting God. And then it is about being obedient to God in the daily things of life. And that includes having and raising children having and raising children. It's not an easy task, but it is a joyous task. It is a wonderful task, and children are a blessing. So I want to encourage you, when you look at this passage and you think about Jesus being born into the world at this time, there is no time that lacks the hope that we have in God. There is no time, not 2020, not 2021, not 2022, and if if the world exists for another 9,000 years, every day will be filled, pregnant with the hope of the gospel. And so we need to hold on to that. We need to be instructing our children, as Deuteronomy chapter 6 says, instructing them in the hope of the gospel so that they too may carry the word of truth into their lives, that they might believe it, but that they might share it with the world and that generations that we know not of will come to know Christ because we have been faithful in holding fast to the word of truth. This is the Be Still My Soul podcast. God bless you.